good day, professionals throughout the nation, teachers, paras, administrators, and anyone else who may be in the field of education. Even if you're not in the field, I hope that you will at least learn three things from this podcast that you can use in your daily lives. Today, I will be covering the topic of praise in the classroom and how it can be beneficial to students all over the world. So, briefly take a moment to reflect on what thoughts come to mind when you hear the word praise. When I think of praise, I recall the times when a person has told me that they are proud of an accomplishment that I have achieved. I can also recall when I have praised students in the classroom. Think for a minute. When was the last time you received praise from your coworkers, boss, families, or friends? Or when you have praised someone else? Well, hopefully it hasn't been too long. And if so, maybe after hearing this podcast, it will help rectify <laughs> the situation. Okay, so now that we're done reflecting, let's get into the definition of praise. According to Merriam-Webster, praise is an expression of approval or to express a favorable judgment of something. How many people know that research suggests that praise is underused in the general and special education classrooms? When I learned this information, I was completely mind-boggled, so I'm here to break down the ins and outs of praise and how you can ensure that your praise goes a long way in being effective in the classroom. Praise is critical to developing a child's self-esteem, and effective praise consists of two major elements. The first one being a description of noteworthy student academic performance or general behavior, and second, a signal of teacher approval. So in lighter terms, effective praise should describe the positive behavior or achievement that the student has accomplished, and the message should convey that you are sincerely proud of your student. Researchers suggest that the use of rewards in the classroom, such as verbal praise, can condition students to respond positively to tasks. Praise can encourage students by motivating them to pay attention to detail and gives them more incentive to try harder. Now I know all that sounds fine and dandy, but keep in mind that researchers note that there is a right and wrong way to express praise. First and foremost, you have to be specific. Praise is more effective when it is delivered contingently and with a purpose. Remember to identify a specific aspect of their accomplishment or behavior when you praise your student. Instead of saying, great job, when you hand a test back to your student, you can say, it looks like you've been studying very hard. Keep up the awesome work. Saying good job is inadequate because it lacks the description of the behavior. 
what not to do. Praise becomes ineffective when it is inconsistent and delivered in a bland fashion. Think about it. If you were a student, which scenario would you prefer? Would you respond more positively if someone said, you have done an amazing job cleaning up your workspace? Or, you did a good job cleaning. Well, I'm sure that everyone would most likely choose choice one. When praising your students, put yourself in their shoes and imagine how you would like to be complimented and recognized. Then, project that energy onto your students. Here is another example that we should try to model. Johnny has been struggling in science class. He has recently been going to extra tutoring sessions, studying consistently, and making a greater effort to pay attention during class sessions. The teacher has just reviewed and graded Johnny's science project. She then says, Johnny, I can tell that you have worked very hard on this project. You paid attention to detail and everything looks organized and well put together. So as you can see, the teacher's praise was specific, included descriptive factors, and was delivered in an appropriate tone. Okay, moving right along. Another thing not to do is overuse praise in the classroom because it can lose its effectiveness. Rather than saying, good job for every assignment, which can become tedious, here are four ways to make sure that you deliver the most effective forms of praise. I would like to say thank you to the author of the article, The Benefits of Praise, Compliments for Your Students, where I obtained this information. One, differentiate praise. Deliver praise based on students' preference. Although public displays of praise is appropriate, the results of a study in 2001 by Paul Burnett and a survey in 2016 conducted by the University of Massachusetts showed that adolescents prefer praise in private opposed to elementary school students that preferred to be praised in public. What it all boils down to is learning what your student prefers and praise them accordingly. It's all about getting to know the student and what makes them comfortable. Two, make it subtle. The most powerful gestures are the small ones like eye contact or a smile from across the room. Three, make it worthy. Provide praise when it is deserved or when their efforts exceeds expectation. Four, make it sincere. Let your praise come from a genuine place of sincerity because you are, if you are not sincere, the child can pick up on your energy. According to an article titled Teacher Praise, an efficient tool to motivate students, praise can allow 
you to selectively encourage different aspects of student production or output. You can use praise to boost student performance by praising their effort, accuracy, or speed on an assignment. Here are some descriptions and scenario models. Scenario one, learning a new skill requires that a student works hard and puts forth a lot of effort. Here is a way in which you can praise a child for the effort they have shown. Today in English class, you wrote nonstop through the entire writing period. I appreciate your commitment and hard work. Scenario two, when learning new academic material or behaviors, students move through distinct stages. And of these stages, the first and most challenging stage for struggling learners is acquisition. Teachers can praise the growth and accuracy of the student's work by saying, this week you were able to spell 14 out of 18 vocabulary words. That is up from 10 last week. Wonderful progress. Next scenario. When the student has progressed beyond the acquisition stage, the new goal may be to promote fluency. Teacher praise can motivate the student to become more efficient on the academic task by emphasizing that the learner has gained in fluency, accuracy, and the speed of responding. This is a clear example of what I mean. You were able to compute 36 correct digits in two minutes on today's math time drill worksheet. That's six digits more than earlier this week. This is superb. You can also single out the student's work product and indicate how closely the actual product matches an external standard or goal set by the student. For instance, you can say, at the beginning of class, you set the goal of completing an outline from your paper and I can see that the outline you created today looks great. It is well structured and organized. Another example of how you can express how a student's work is aligning with the Common Core standards is by stating, on this assignment, I can see that you successfully converted the original fractions to equivalent fractions before you subtracted. Congratulations, you just showed mastery of one of our state grade five standards. Remember, that you can use these specific examples or create similar ones like these that you heard. Now, I will quickly provide you with some ideas to help deliver effective and consistent praise. One, keep daily score. You can set a goal of the number of praise statements you would like to deliver during class. And during that class, you can keep a tally of the amount of praise statements given and compare that total to your original goal. Two, select students for praise, goal setting, and checkup. Before each class, 
you can jot down the names of four to five students to single out for praise. This can be done routinely as an extension of a lesson plan and after the class, you can engage in self-monitoring by returning to your list and placing a check mark next to the names of students that you praise. So, in closing, make your praise specific, sincere, and consistent. Differentiate your praise based on each student's preference and create solutions that you can use to incorporate praise in the classroom. I hope that this introductory podcast opened up your understanding to what effective praise is and some ways in which you can regularly implement it in the classroom. Until next time, everyone, take care. Remember, keep praising.